0: Today, I want to talk about a career you love versus a career that pays well, which is more important. So we all reach a point in life when it's time to move in a different direction. And that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with the path that we've been on for five or 10 or 15 years. It just may mean that we've become a new person. And the new person that we've become may just need new challenges. And so When we close one chapter in our lives and we open another, that can sometimes put us in the front row seat of public opinion. (laughs) A lot of folks have a lot to say sometimes, whether it's a parent, a friend, a teacher or a mentor. And while we can be so thankful to be supported by folks who genuinely love and genuinely have our best interests in mind, We can also acknowledge that there are going to be those folks around us who are watching and waiting to point out all the things that we are doing wrong. And there's nothing wrong with criticism. There's not a single thing wrong with people providing their thoughts, opinions, feedback. Come on, bring it, right? But we should not allow the fear of receiving criticism or feedback prevent us from going on a journey that we know along the way we're going to stumble. Along the way, we're going to experience series of failures, especially when you're going on to try something that you've never done before, a new destination in life, a new adventure, a new journey to create the life that you want for yourself. And I definitely want to invite you to check out episode five of this podcast because I'll talk more about finding your life's purpose. But today, and particularly on this episode, I want to take a Different direction because I want to address and share a reality that I had to face, and one that you may be asking yourself, which is what should you do if the life that you desire to create for yourself includes a career path that doesn't pay well, (laughs) at least in the beginning? You know, when we think of money making careers, we often think of law, we think of medicine and finance and tech, all really cool careers, right? But for some of us, we may decide that our dream career is something in, let's say, music or the arts or education or starting a business. And when you are in a career path that may not initially start off as being very lucrative, sometimes you could be asking yourself questions like, should I trash my career dream for something more lucrative? Because we've all heard, most of us have been told you don't want to become the quote-unquote starving artist. Or you may be the person that is asking yourself, you know, how do I find creative ways to do parts of my dream career outside of my regular 9 to 5 or 10 to 6 or 8 to midnight job? And then there are those of us who have come to Accept, But it wasn't always easy. But eventually we had to work through the question of should I take the risk of pushing and pursuing my dream career full on? And so I want to talk about, you know, this in this episode. But again, I encourage you to go back and look at and listen to some of my previous episodes, because we talk about, you know, getting a college degree was not something that I don't think any of us should be taking lightly. But in particular, was as we think about the kind of path that we want to take towards our dream career, for some of us, college may be a part of that journey. And one of the things that I encourage all of us to do and all of us to keep in mind is I don't recommend going into debt to get a college degree, especially if you're planning to pursue a career that may not pay well from the start. So That means that we've got to do our research, right? We've got to find a college that is A, high quality, and B, affordable. And one that has a track record in graduating students like us. So whether that is students who are first generation, or students from small towns, or large cities, or students who come from middle class, or poor backgrounds. Again, there are two things that I want to focus on. I want to focus on one is the college that you are interested in high quality? And two, is it affordable? So let's take the quality piece first. How do you know if your dream college is of high quality? First thing that you wanna do is, you know, start by looking at a range of factors like the freshman retention rate, which basically means the percentage of first year college students who return for their second year. And if that percentage is high, let's say 90%, that could mean doesn't necessarily that it absolutely means but it could mean that students were satisfied with their first year experience at that college but if that percentage is low i mean like low 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 to the flow let's say 45% i want you to be careful because that could mean you need to do some digging you need to ask around to find out why that percentage is so low again you know that applies to not only the retention rate, but also to the graduation rate. Because if the graduation rate is low, again, you want to start asking questions. And here's why. If five out of 10 students didn't graduate from a college, would you still want to go? For some people, maybe. And for other people, maybe not. And I guess the the main point here is that numbers aren't always so cut and dry. You know, a school that has a 95% graduation rate may not necessarily be a great school for you for other reasons. Maybe it's not diverse enough. Maybe the curriculum is not as rigorous or is garbage, right? But the main point to keep in mind when looking at a school's graduation rate is to remember that this helps you raise questions that you wanna ask the college admissions officer on what barriers are getting in the way of more students not graduating you know sometimes you want to go beyond just talking to the admissions officer you want to also consider hopping on social media i mean we use that to do most things these days right so reach out to students on social media and and, and who may be attending this college that you're interested in and find out whether you know those students feel welcome or supported by their professors or other staff you know which might be some of the reasons why students aren't graduating. I mean, there could be a whole ton of reasons. It could be financial reasons. It could be, you know, personal life reasons. But there might be reasons around whether students feel that the college that they're a part of, that they feel that they are, um, they belong on those campuses. Again, the graduation percentages can give you insights into dealing and deciding whether, you know, a college is a good fit for you. But Again, you shouldn't trash a college from your list only based on graduation data. And in addition to looking at the retention and the graduation rates, you also want to ask yourself and look and find out how long does it take or does it take for the average students to finish their degree at that college? And definitely take a look and find out what percentage of students you know, after they graduate from that college, go on to, you know, get jobs or attend grad school or both. You want to get those answers to help you have a better picture of whether you should invest time and money into attending a particular college. So get those answers and also make sure whatever college you're deciding on, make sure it is affordable. And oftentimes two questions tend to come up quite frequently when it comes to affordability. How much is too much to pay for college? And is it worth going into debt for college? You know, most people, including me, I have my hand up. (laughs) You can't really see, but my hand is up right now. You know, even with my scholarship money from Bill and Melinda Gates, I had to take on student loans for college. You know, we're talking seven out of 10 students graduate college with student debt, but was too high for one student may not be high enough for another. So my advice to you is whether, you know, you know, whatever you do, right? I want you to try your best to get as many scholarships, grants as possible. Go for the free money, meaning the money you don't have to pay back. And I do wanna caution you though, but before you take on loans, find out what your monthly student loan payments will be. And you also wanna do some Googling. You wanna look around to see what the salary Ranges for the career field that you're expecting to pursue. You can just find that information on the Occupational Outlook Handbook um, on the US Department of Labor's website. And basically, what I want you to do is I want you to weigh that decision of how much student loans to take on based on your projected student loan payments as well as your projected income potential. Because the goal here is for you to have as little debt as possible, especially when we start thinking about finding, you know, answers to the question of whether you should pursue a career that you're passionate about versus one that pays well. And one of the first things you want to do is you want to limit the amount of debt that you take on when you pursue or if you choose to pursue college because, you know, the more debt you take on, the less likely you are going to be able to enjoy as much freedom and flexibility as possible after college. Because look, when you don't have lots and lots of debt, right, it becomes easier for you to do things like move to the city that you've always dreamed of living in to take the job that you have on your wish list. Or it allows you. It you know allows you when you have less debt to be able to explore different job opportunities to help you figure out what your true purpose is. And for some folks, you can choose to become an entrepreneur for a few years or a lifetime, depending on how much student loans you may have that uh, could be weighing you down. Because when you have tons of debt from college, again, it limits your, or could potentially limit your future plans and opportunities and listen, ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) So again, we, you know, we've talked about choosing a college that's high quality and affordable. Now let's look at a terrible belief that I had to let go of. And that terrible belief is when it comes to your dream career, you should only pick one, right? For me as an educator, I initially fell for that limiting belief. You know, and, you know, here's why. When I thought about becoming an educator, the one thing I knew was becoming a classroom teacher and eventually moving up to become a school principal. And let me be clear, you know, both are highly important careers. In fact, having worked closely with principals throughout my career, I can tell you that their job is highly complex And when I think of classroom teachers, I see them as nation builders because they are literally shaping the minds of our future leaders. And so with that, I am always so very aware, especially now in a way that I was unaware when I first set out to become an educator, that becoming a classroom teacher or a school principal may not be the best short-term or long-term path for everyone. Because in addition to classroom teaching or becoming a school principal, there are other career paths that educator and educator roles that someone can take, like becoming an adult educator, after school directors, college and career advisor, corporate trainer. I mean, really, you know, the list goes on and on, education policymaker. So, you know, basically, you, you get the point. Again, as you, you know, think outside of the box, and look around for other career paths within an area that brings you joy, you may, for example, love art, but it's okay to admit that you have a love for journalism or graphic designing. And so that may lead you to explore multiple career roles that allow you to fulfill f- to fulfill your passion for sharing art with the world while also meeting your financial goal of caring, caring for a family, if those are some of the goals that you have for yourself. And finally, Always remember that you are not one dimensional. For example, I love being an educator and I also love entrepreneurship. You may love art and journalism. The point that I want to really drive home here is that you are bigger than your college major, you're bigger than one talent, you are certainly bigger than what you get paid to do. You know, we all have future dreams that are beyond a focus. On career success, I'm planning for a family. I'm also planning to experience a certain flexibility that allows me to travel and explore the world. And for you, I don't know, maybe you plan to start a charity or invest money into starting a small business. Whatever you do, just remember that on your journey of pursuing your dream career, be sure to master skills that would allow you to succeed in fulfilling both your life's work while also using your skills to create multiple streams of income, especially with the tools that we have in today's world from Skillshare to YouTube. I mean, really, we have tons of ways and resources to learn about things like real estate investing, private coaching, curriculum design. So until next week, let me know what your thoughts are, if you have additional insights, and you can leave a comment on this episode. Hope you have a great week and we'll be reconnected again next week. Peace.